Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 393 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. Florence Ion is not here this week. The good news is that she's not sick. Her kids aren't her kid isn't sick, nothing like that. Uh the bad news is that she's suffering a fate worse than being sick, which is being at CES this week. Yes, she's covering CES. Uh, in Las Vegas for Gizmodo, and that is not something that I would wish on a good friend like Flo. I don't think I'd wish it on an enemy. Okay, maybe I'm overstating things, but yeah, CES is definitely one of those trade shows where, woof, it is it is a hard one. I've 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 been to Mobile World Congress, I've been to CES, I've been to all kinds of really these really big international like a tech shows and CES is the one where you really, really have to, you got to dig deep for it because it is, uh, it is huge. It takes over like so much of a, the, much of the, the country's biggest convention center, actually entirely uh, to say nothing of suites, offsites, all that kind of stuff. It covers so many topics and some of them are so spread out that it's really, really hard to do what I really, really like doing when I'm covering a show like that, which is to discover stuff that I wasn't aware of. Uh, if you're going to CES, you really do have to have a, a battle plan all laid out. You have to have all of your time scheduled and know exactly what you're hoping to come away with, because otherwise it's just nothing but drudgery and exposure to all kinds of people with all kinds of illnesses uh, from all kinds of places. Uh, and also, the signal to noise ratio is not that great. It's, I mean, it is all kinds of consumer electronics. It's no longer, actually, it's no longer called the consumer electronics show. I have to remind myself its official name is CES, which is the, which has the upside of now I can say uh, the CES show without stumbling over and thinking like I'm saying an ATM machine. You know, you don't want to be saying the consumer electronics show show, but now I can say the CES show. But yeah, it covers everything. I mean, all this, uh, the stuff that I'm interested in, and uh, I'm sure that Flo is interested in, are really, really high tier sort of things. And they're and they're absolutely there to be found. Uh, oftentimes, for me, it's uh, component technologies. It's not so much uh, a specific product, so much as hey, here's a display technology, particularly something that's going to go into a TV or a phone or a laptop that could enable a new category of device or make an existing device much, much better. And we're certainly seeing that so far. Uh, NVIDIA and Qualcomm are showing off a whole bunch of different uh, CPUs and processors. Uh, the uh, car, tech is, car tech is becoming more and more important with each passing year, uh, partly because of display technology, because everybody, uh, the, the the car industry, at least for the high end, is really moving towards, let's not have an iPad bolted to the dashboard. Let's have the entire dashboard be a display displays of all kinds of different irregular shapes and sizes and so booth after booth after booth uh, present uh, people are trying uh, lg and uh, samsung and everybody are trying to demonstrate to automobile manufacturers that they are the persons th th who can best uh, bring your 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 old your, your cutlass supreme uh, into the 23rd century with some snappy new dis new displays uh, a, a little bit of surprise so sony is one of those tech companies that's been rumored to be working on a car and as usual as a double underscore with Apple, it's like, okay, I don't doubt that they could design a car, especially if they've got enough money to hire in people from the auto industry 
to to sort of get out their checkbook and buy the sort of expertise they need. But how are they going to manufacture it and how are they going to have these things repaired and push out updates? Uh, so Sony uh, announced a partnership with Honda. So they they together are going to be making their own their own car brand, their own car the car line, which makes a lot of sense. So it's not as though like there's nothing there. But remember, this is just basically, it really is just, it, it's like Burning Man, just like all kinds of freaks, <laughs> but both, both the, both the interesting freaks that are doing interesting things and the ones that are just, you, you, you want to get them to the medical tent really, really quickly. Um, like mostly what I've been seeing is crappy, crappy, crappy augmented reality goggles or in glasses, everybody and their third cousin has a press release that they've sent me for some sort of AR product. And they're usually exactly the same thing. It's just a display built, a, a really nothing display monochrome display built into a pair of slightly chunky glasses that runs on battery and connects to usually an Android phone, sometimes an Android or, uh, or an iPhone, just simply as an external display. Some of them are trying to be an OEM and say that, Hey, look, we can, whatever your AR, AR product is, we can actually produce the hardware for you. Uh, and so here's how all the great stuff it can do. But the thing is after seeing like the hundredth, 200th, 300th of these, and they're all pretty much identical. You really do get the idea that they're not really innovating or designing anything. They really are just uh, going going to part suppliers and basically uh, going down the buffet, putting things in their plate, and then hiring a company to package them together and, and put them together. So all these are probably going to vanish pretty damn quickly. And then there's the the, the real garbage. I mean, um, the stuff where you you can easily imagine seeing this as a failed pitch on Shark Tank or Dragon's Den, where it's like. Hello, hello, dragons. I'm seeking uh, an eight million dollar investment for two percent of my company. Uh, uh, smart ears. It's a new spatially away aware augmented reality audio product that uh, allows completely hands free operation, and it's just like a pair of Bluetooth earbuds that don't work very well that you can get from AliExpress for eighteen dollars, but they're putting it in a fancy box for one hundred and thirty dollars and an app that promises to do amazing things beyond simply being Bluetooth earbuds, but absolutely do not do anything. And this is, I mean, this has been my inbox for the past two or three weeks. I don't, I, I haven't gone to CES has been absolutely off my list for a long, long time, partly for the reasons that I just outlaid. And I, but I'll, but I'll admit that mostly because eh, God, that's, that's $1,500, $2,000 to, 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 to go there for the week. And I'm just not going to get anything of value. It's great if you if you work for Gizmodo and they're sending you out there, then it's great. Well, it's still not great. You're still uh, you're still going to be uh, pretty much busted at the at the end of the week and hoping and taking a new COVID test every single day to see what if anything you might have caught over the week. Uh, but yeah, that's the the if uh, CES is the live show of my inbox where oh my god, all this stuff that I even just looking at the at the subject line. I know this. I have no interest in this, and this was a very, very poorly placed PR pitch. And it's a little disappointing. I'm still sort of like getting some, uh, some, uh, oh, I don't know, some collateral damage from this because uh, I follow a lot of uh, tech columnists, tech pundits, tech reporters, tech personalities, obviously on Instagram and TikTok and elsewhere, and their feeds are just filled with. 
such trashy stuff. I mean, um, yes, I, I, I stand by my uh, failed Shark Tank pitch <laughs> a description of most of these products that wind up uh, PR people trying to get people like us to, to, to write about or talk about. But it really is, it's garbage that nobody needs or wants. And it's going to be, you're getting a sneak peek at 2024's hot new e-waste, just stuff that's going to be just thrown away because they're just pretty much useless. But for this week on my Instagram feed, my TikTok feed, I am seeing people that I know that they are like, they have, they have, and they have to put content on their channel or for, for the website they work for. So they are, I think they know that this magic, the, again, these AR Bluetooth earbuds are garbage, but they've set up a really interesting demo for it that will video really well, or they've got some sort of celebrity, uh, like they got Samantha Fox, or they've got someone who had like one hit in the eighties or nineties, uh, promoting it or whatever. So, Hey, you can, uh, you can talk to not Dionne Warwick, but her cousin who was a backing singer in this group that was almost on the billboard 100, uh, and uh, she, uh, yeah, that's the sort of thing we're talking about. But hey, it'll, it'll give you a video. And I, I don't, I don't blame most of these people because, again, this is the you have you you you've, uh, you got to work, you got to eat, you got to you got to put food on your kids, so to speak. And this is unfortunately the world that CES has kind of turned into. But uh, uh, I have obviously been t- been following uh, Flo's content on Gizmodo. I've been following her. Instagram feeds or social media feeds. She seems to be having a, a, an okay time, a, a good time. She's a, uh, uh, today uh, I think was her Android slash Google day and she's finishing the day at some sort of a Android party because she was in some sort of really nice like party space that had enormous like Android droids, green droids, like scattered here and there peeking up above the bushes. So uh, I'm glad that she's enjoying herself because it really is a marathon. Uh, and okay, I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to correct myself a little bit. I might've eaten this stuff up in my twenties and maybe my early thirties. Like if I were Flo's age, I might be still sort of into this. I'm way too old for it. I'm, I'm not burnt out, but I'm worn out. My, my knees basically have a, have a shot clock on them. And it's like, do I want to spend, I've got, I've I've got, I've got 28,000 steps in these legs. What do I want to use them for? And I'm hoping I'm going to use it for some sort of a private briefing on something that hasn't even been announced yet, but they're giving me background on something. Uh, I don't want to be again, talking to somebody who was, who was, uh, uh, who was uh, uh, the, the neighbors played the neighbor's kid on who's, who's the boss. And he has a new USB powered fitness shake maker. Oh dear. Well, and again, and again, I correct myself. I'm see, I'm, I'm putting myself back into those huge, huge shows that I used to do. Sometimes you, if, if you've, you've heard this, you, there are, there, there were times where I would take a, a meeting because I knew I'm going to need some place to sit down at this point in time. Also, I know that my blood sugar, <laughs> I'm going to need some some sugar. I might need some carbs. I might need some protein. And I believe that they're not going to have like a sandwich buffet at the at the at the hotel suite. But they might have snacks. They might I may be, might be able to grab a granola bar and a full sugar coke. 
And for that reason, yes, I I will hear about your wonderful new portable USB Bluetooth record player uh, that shoves into a pocket and destroys any LP in seconds. So yeah, so and I, I don't want to think I don't want to think I'm above I'm above all this stuff. Believe me, I'm very much below pretty much anything. So in episode number 393, uh, we'll be talking about a collaboration between Microsoft and OpenAI. They're working together to enhance Bing, Bing, which my notes here tell me is, quote, a search engine that Microsoft runs, unquote. That can't possibly be right. Uh, whatever Bing is, uh, they're going to be enhancing it with chat GPT. We were talking about Google maybe enhancing their search engine uh, with a, an enhanced chat client. So let's talk about this because it is kind of interesting. Uh, also interesting and kind of kind of sad, potentially, uh, Amazon, Facebook, Salesforce, and Microsoft have all announced huge, huge staff reductions and layoffs. Google hasn't announced anything like that, but still employees have taken note of a brand new bureaucratic system at Google that they put in place this year, last year rather, to evaluate employee performance. And they're worried that that's just a precursor to cutting a lot of jobs in 2023. I hope not. Uh, do you care about spatial audio? Uh, well, if you do, you'll be interested to know that it's arrived with a January pixel update. I'll be talking about that a little bit. If you don't care about it, well, I'll be talking about what I think about spatial audio. So hopefully that will be interesting. And we will wrap up with, I got to tell you about something I discovered when I was preparing for the show. And I tried to see if there was anything interesting about the number 393. I learned something brand new. It was not really something that made me happy about my opinion about humanity or sections of humanity. Well, we'll find out later. All that coming up right after this message. Please stick around. This episode of Material is brought to you by Rocket Money. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. And canceling subscriptions is as easy as a click of a button. Just find the subscription you don't want and press cancel. And Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I'm currently using Rocket Money to help me get out of the subscriptions I forgot that I was paying for. I gotta tell you, it is really nice though to rediscover that there's 12 extra dollars a month that you can spend now because Rocket Money helped me figure out that I was wasting it somewhere else. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash material. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash material. Rocketmoney.com slash material. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and Relay FM. Okay, well, Flo and I talked last week about the challenges that Google is facing regarding chat GPT right now, it's just a really way cool demo, which is what most uh, generative AI tends to be at the moment. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a free uh, URL. You, you, you pass around on social media, uh, you 
you post all these cool things, this thing generated, you tell the stories about what it was like to use it. Now we have to move on to phase two, which is what is it actually good for? And because this is a money-making operation, we usually get to that before we get to, but is it going to damage a whole bunch of things if we actually let this thing loose in the wild? Um, so we have a new piece of new piece of news just the other day. Uh, so the information is reporting that Microsoft wants to enhance the, the Bing search engine with chat GPT and do it by the end of March. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, okay. That's not weird because it's Microsoft. Microsoft is a major investor in open API. They invested about a billion dollars in the company in uh, 2019. So of course they're going to be working very, very closely, closely together, but, it made a lot of sense when Google was talking to employees about what they're going to be doing with this sort of generative AI insert saying that we don't know it's even the, even the, uh, the head of open AI is confirming and admitting what everybody else knows, which is that it's a fun demo. Uh, the text that it generates, the answers to the questions and the conversations that you have, they're good for uh, brainstorming, like to give you some text that you can then actually fact check yourself and rewrite yourself. This is pretty much what Google was saying about uh, in a couple months ago at their AI event about where they think this generative AI is going, but is definitely not something that you should trust. So like, how are they going to, how is Microsoft going to pull this off by the, by the end of March? Uh, I don't see it. Maybe what there's, if, if this report from the information is true, they'll have some sort of a closed beta or they'll have some people under NDA who can, who can talk about a little bit of what they've seen of how it's enhancing Bing search. It'll be in this big red bordered window that says, <laughs> says, if if this if you're asking it how to safely prepare shellfish do not follow these instructions go go to google and get into a google search for it you can trust the google search engine do not trust the chat gpt powered bing search engine for anything that might wind up killing you or leaving you being indisposed for two or three days with the worst experience of your life um yeah it's a it's the, but I, I think that they they're jumping in because it's an opportunity. It's certainly as as worried as everybody should be about applying open uh, excuse me about applying Chat GPT to a a functional, trustworthy sort of research resource like a search engine. The idea of getting your information by having a conversation with a very very sophisticated chat client is incredible incredibly alluring it really is the it, it feels like the end point that we're, we should all be chasing towards and this and of course we we want it now we don't want it uh, we, we don't want google to say oh we're looking into it oh we want to do this responsibly oh we want to do this safely yeah we, we 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 want it right now and if google is going to be hanging back and not introducing these kind of enhancements to google search that's a great opportunity for someone who has a competing search engine if nothing else it'll get some eyeballs on Bing, uh, if or at minimum, remind people that the thing exists. Even that would be would be a huge, huge win. So, yeah, but I I don't know how Microsoft could do this responsibly, and I'm concerned that they're not going to really care. Um, I mean, also on top of all that, in addition to this, the, the truthiness shortfall that uh, chat GPT will bring to, to Bing. They have to deal with uh, Microsoft. They're going to need to solve the same problems that Google has been facing and trying to figure out how to 
enhance their own Google search product, product, which is how do you attach ads to a natural language conversation? You have to make this thing make bank for you in some way. It's not enough to simply say that, oh, we win because we're getting more users. You have to figure out how to make money off of this. And that's always been by selling ads and using uh, ads that are in line with search results. Very natural place to to sell advertisements. And they're just there's no place in a conversation for that. Um, I'll, okay, you're, I know that you are listening to a podcast, so you know that there is actually many, many ways to introduce that into a conversation. Notice how many podcasts include a conversation about this awesome new shaving kit that they have, or this this wonderful new wallet that they seem to have have gotten uh, gotten, or a wonderful new mattress that has changed their lifestyle in in incredible ways. But I don't think that uh, uh, that uh, ChatGPT or Lambda is going to be sophisticated enough to give you provide those kind of opportunities to the services in a way that won't totally ruin the entire thing. So, yeah, and and the and the other problem is that ChatGPT is computationally pretty expensive compared to a search engine. That uh, I think that uh, the uh, the CEO of uh, of uh, OpenAI was saying 3 quarters of a cent per transaction or something like that. Uh, I could be wrong. I have, to, I have to double check on that. But I know that that's it's I don't know whether it's per entire conversation or just one interaction between uh, the user and chat GPT. And that's a if you have to make money off of every single sentence that the user types into the engine, that also increases the pressure. And Microsoft is not in a position to burn money like this. They can't they're not going to simply be able to the, the victory of having more attention for Bing, even more users for Bing is not going to be worth uh, losing 80 cents every time someone tries to find out if there's a restaurant nearby that has op- reservations open. Well, uh, from that, we switched to some eh, some bad news. We did, uh, this was kind of, on, this was on last week's docket, but we moved it to this week's docket because we said, uh, Flo pointed out rather very correctly that maybe we should talk about the, the, the specter of mass layoffs at Google. That should probably come after Christmas and not before Christmas. Uh, after the holidays are completely over with and not uh, during the holidays. Uh, so yeah, there's been a couple of different reports from CNBC and from the New York times about the pressure that Google employees are under uh, hoping, hoping, hoping that Google is not going to be uh, putting in the same kind of huge, huge five digit layoffs that have been suffered by other companies. Salesforce laid off 8,000 meta, laid off 11,000. Amazon just recently laid off 18,000 of its workers. Uh, Google for now has not said anything about uh, uh, any sort of large scale layoffs. They have, of course, uh, spoken frequently about the economic situation. And this is why they've canceled things like Stadia. They've canceled Area 120, their uh, their incubator. Uh, they've also mentioned that they intend to slow down the pace of, uh, of new hires. But they haven't mentioned anything about uh, laying people off yet. Um, but uh, there's a brand new performance evaluation system for employees that's going into effect. And employees are worried that this new way of uh, evaluating their success or failure at their job is less about identifying and fixing problems and making you a better Google employee than by establishing a framework and a paper trail for future layoffs to come in 2023. Um, So uh, CNBC has details on this new system, which was put in some months ago. Uh, So the new system will make it way, way easier for an employee uh, to get stuck with the lowest 
possible performance score and way, way harder to reach the highest scores. Uh, Google itself uh, estimates that three times as many employees will now fall under the new lowest ranking. And that's the at that ranking, that puts them at risk of what is euphemistically and ominously described as, quote, corrective action, unquote. Uh, that's a familiar term. That's uh, dog trainers often uh, often uh, use that term when they want to train the dog to not do something. When they when the dog does something it absolutely should not do, you bat it on the nose with a rolled up newspaper. It is a corrective action. Uh, it's not pleasant for the dog, but at least the dog gets to stay inside the family. And uh, people are worried at, at Google that uh, under the old system, so two uh, percent of employees would receive these rankings that would potentially put them on the chopping chopping block. Google expects that percentage to go up to six percent under this new system. Meanwhile, at the other end, even if you're a terrific employee, you're still uh, going to get sort of hosed by this new system because to be deemed worthy under this new evaluation system of Google's highest ranked performance category, a, an employee will be required to have, and I quote here, to have achieved the near impossible, unquote, and contributed, quote, more than we thought possible, unquote. So is that all? So to be one of the best employees, you have to do something that is practically impossible, Oy, that's that's not that's not encouragement and that's not reward. That seems like you're just trying to make it harder to reward people. Um, so yeah, obviously fewer employees will receive the top two highest rankings. I think they I think the numbers were uh, from twenty four percent to twenty two percent to twenty eight percent. I might be a little bit off, but significant percentage of people now will not receive those two highest rankings. And those two highest rankings, if you're not in them, that means that that means that fewer employees will qualify for raises and bonuses. So you're not firing these people, but you're not you're you're creating a paper trail for not giving them bonuses, not giving them raises, not giving them giving them to cost more money. Uh, and to me, this all sounds terrible. I mean, uh, as my dad once said, when I was talking to him about maybe taking uh, an actual uh, job at a newspaper that I was offered after a, a, a decade of freelancing, he said, son, I, I'm not sure you're even housebroken for office work anymore. So I, I, I react to this very much as an outsider, but it's t in a situation where your friends left and right in the Bay Area are being fired because Everyone is being laid off at all other all other companies, unless your friends are are, are at Apple. So you got to feel as though uh, you, you got to feel pretty nervous to begin with. You got to feel a, a lowering of your security and your your sense of calm and your sense of elan. And then when you find out that, by the way, uh, your employer is going to make it way way easier to fire you and way way harder to reward you for all the work. So even if you do bust your hump at a level to which you promised yourself five years before when you took this job, you would never be one of those people who misses your kids' events uh, that uh, communicates with your with your partner chiefly through text messages who plan who who, who can't help out uh, your family members when they're sick or anything like that, where you've got to crunch, 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 and prove to yourself that you're one of the keepers at this company. And finally, by the way, we're raising the bar. We're making sure, making it really, really hard for, for, for people to reach that bar, free to be rewarded for that kind of commitment. Even if it's a scared commitment, it's, it's, a, it's a fear that helps out Google and makes you work harder and have less of a personal life. And the idea that, oh, we're increasing the number of people that, uh, that are going to be at the very, very bottom of the rankings. 
for it, not because we're expecting more out of people, but because we have simply changed the system. It's I'm I don't know if I'm typical of uh, of uh, of people in the world, but I do feel as though the thing that demotivates me the most is when I feel as though the system has been arrayed against me. And it's really easy to trick yourself into thinking that the, that this is what is happening when it's actually just, hey, it's the world. You're living in it. Go ahead and live with it. Deal with it. The world isn't fair. Uh, just keep moving forward. But when you find out that, hey, they've been they've been leading this carrot, they've been putting this carrot in front of you for the past five years, and then they decided to make the carrot smaller and the stick longer, there's a lot of this, well, why am I bothering? Like, why why am I wasting my time, my effort, my passion, my limited time on this earth to try to please a company that is trying to make sure that they will not be able to, that they don't have to reward me for all this hard work. Why are they throwing me in the deep end of the pool and then putting another brick in my backpack? It's, I don't know how uh, you, you, you get the best productivity out of people. Um, So then, and this is causing fear and concern amongst employees at a December all hands meeting, uh, According to uh, the CNBC report, Google employees complained about the lack of transparency about the new system, that it's that that it's not a simple A leads to B. It's that you are in no you have no control over what happens to you, which is a, a good way to foster fear that, look, there's going to be a quota imposed that every manager is going to say you have to no matter how good your your staff is doing, a certain percentage of them have to be put in the lowest ranking. This is. Uh, real BS that uh, other companies have been doing. Like GE in the '80s was famous, for saying that look, even if even if you've got even if if you've got 100 employees and all 100 of them are exceeding all of your expectations and all of what's expected of them, and even compared to other companies in the industry, they are outperforming all of those. 10% of them have to be at the bottom 10%, and if the bottom 10% are the bottom 10%, you got to fire them. That does not. That does not lead to victory. That leads to great bonuses for management and, to, and senior executives for cost cutting. Does not lead to to great companies that do great things. Uh, and this is, of course, happening worldwide. Uh, New York Times uh, got uh, hold of uh, uh, memos and recordings of meetings that have a lot more color on this. At one recent meeting, a Google human resources representative told a worker that the company would revisit the possibilities of broader layoffs in the new year and that it was a decision for Mr. Pichai uh, according to an audio recording obtained by the time. So the bird is definitely in the air. Um, but other co- employees have been told that, uh, that uh, Google's going to be trimming real estate expenditures and travel expenses and perks before they're going to layoffs. Uh, but uh, so, but there's still the worry there. Google's workers in Switzerland, a 15-member committee, uh, wrote a letter to uh, Google's vice president of human resources And uh, I'm quoting from the letter here, the number and spread of reports that reached us indicates that at least some managers were aggressively pressured to apply a quota Uh, that, again, it doesn't matter how you're doing, you're going to be in this hopper because a a certain number of people have to go. Uh, That uh, Google has said that it's not going to, it has not imposed a quota on support check-ins, but uh, when almost no one used those meetings after this new system was put into place, these uh, uh, for for corrective action, it said, uh, it asked asked its leaders to convey the importance of meetings to managers, underscoring that, hey, look, you have to bring these low-performing people in and actually have meetings on the agenda for them, which is, again, it's uh, the, the people who wrote this letter adding color is saying that there's confusion among managers and workers alike about who qualified for a support check-in by, by their managers. They were urging the, the, uh, uh, the uh, Google vice president of personnel to put guardrails in place so that the system does not lead to mass firings. 
Uh, the letter says, quote, it's normal that new processes don't run smoothly in the beginning, but this should not happen at the expense of Googler's well-being, careers, and compensation, unquote. Spot on. Perfect. That's It's it's bad enough that the system is in place. When you, when you feel as though there's no guardrails to make sure it's not being applied arbitrarily, that this is not just simply an excuse to fire X number of people. They, they will find, they will create a paper trail. They will create something so that you cannot sue them. Uh, whatever compensation you are supposed to be offered will not be offered to you. Uh, that's a horrible, horrible uh, mind space uh, to be in. And it's, you know, 2023 is going to be hard for a lot of people uh, out, inside Google, outside of Google. But it is really hard to be the lobster in the pot and to know that that water is getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hoping that this is <laughs> hoping that uh, this is simply a warm bath and not uh, not the not the end. Well, on that happy note, uh, we'll take a break and then we're going to talk about that new CPU architecture and a couple other quick things. This episode material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've probably heard by now that you should be using a VPN when you connect to the internet, but adding an extra step to anything you do every day can just sound like a hassle. Well, if you knew how easy it is to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'd be doing it already. ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. You already know that I use ExpressVPN to log on as if I'm on the internet in Romania. Well, right now, I'm using it because I am trying to watch a lot of Romanian film on Netflix. I just made this whole list of movies that I was told I should watch that would be good for me to kind of get into what's happening in Romanian film right now. And so ExpressVPN is helping me do that. ExpressVPN gets rid of all those things you hate about VPNs. It's a VPN done right. First of all, it's blazing fast. Lots of other VPNs slow your connection to a point where it's not even worth it to connect. But ExpressVPN doesn't lag or buffer. You can stream in HD with no issues. And using it couldn't be easier. Just open the ExpressVPN app, click one button, and enjoy instant protection across all your devices. The fact is, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you don't even realize you have it on. But your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location so you can have access to content available outside your region. No wonder it's been called the best VPN by CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com material, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash material to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash material. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, good news, everybody. Or not everybody, but Pixel 6 and 7 and 6 Pro and 7 Pro owners. You get spatial audio. This week, because of the new software update. So that's further limited to, it's not good news for everybody. It's for people who have those phones and also give a damn about spatial audio. That may not be all of you. It may not even be everybody who's behind the microphone right now, because I still don't know how I feel about spatial audio. But the fact remains that that's part of the feature drop this week. Uh, spatial audio. This is uh, Dolby Atmos. It is the thing where... Yeah, yeah. Instead of just having left channel, right channel, you do get the sort of like surround sound effect, even though you've only got like two, uh, you only have headphones on. Uh, and uh, spatial audio will work with uh, earbuds. It'll work with wired headphones. You don't need to get special headphones to make this work. The only flavor of spatial audio that you will need to have special headphones are are to get uh, the uh, get the head tracking feature. That's the one where 
uh, with spatial audio, you have like uh, this five channel sort of effect where you have like you might have in a home theater where you have a front left speaker, a center speaker, a front right speaker, uh, a rear left speaker and a rear right speaker. So you can uh, the audio engineer can put the put the sounds of a movie exactly where you want them to be, where they want them to be. Uh, head tracking adds a feature where if you turn your head. If you're like, let's say you you were looking directly at the screen, and now you're looking tr- uh, to the left of the screen uh, or to the, to the to the rest of the room, uh, the sound picture will stay in place while your head rotates. If that makes sense, so that instead of the center channel, for instance, being dead center, now when you turn your head to the left, uh, the center channel will feel like it's the the sound is coming from off to the right somewhere. For that feature, you're going to need to have the Pixel Buds Pro. But otherwise, no, you don't need to have anything special. Even the uh, cheap uh, $15 USB-C earbuds that nobody gives you anymore because apparently they don't think that it's worthwhile treating you like someone who enjoys having a pair of earbuds. Even the cheap stuff that you get at any drugstore will work with this. Um, it's a little bit more, I have to say, spatial audio is a little bit more exciting on Apple because they are they're, they're far more invested in it as uh, they they they're really partnering up with Dolby that w- Dolby wants to make it not just something you that makes you uh, lets you enjoy movies sound more uh, but also just basically regular music and so that's why Apple Music has so much of its music reencoded into Dolby Atmos or uh, or, or uh, a spatial audio format uh, and that's that is the problem this uh, movies are of course mixed for theaters to have like all the surround sound stuff so that you get that for free uh, but music has to be sort of re-engineered remixed and that's it gets a little bit controversial because i don't think credence credence clearwater Re- revival uh the where was engineering the album they were lucky enough to have their head straight enough to do just two channels uh they probably were when they were laying out this album they had no idea what they would do with five channels what should be above your head what should be behind you what should be to the left or the right whatever and so there's a question of okay well is this really what the people who made this album originally intended and also they're 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 also the the, the long hair frou-frou uh, uh, audio files who are like it's just a, it's just a gimmick it's not really giving you a better audio experience it's like adding salt and fat to a burger it's a, uh, it's a mcdonald's hamburger you like it because it's got salt and fat in it not because it's a good burger like well yeah but humans we, we like salt and fat <laughs> you you hit up you hit upon it so who cares if it's if audiophiles think that spatial audio is is a fake way of listening to music so long as you're enjoying the music more and if you don't like it, you can just turn it right off but uh, uh, on, a, and, and on Android, you don't have to worry about that because Google's own support documents say that specifically for uh, for enjoying uh, movies, not for not for uh, not for audio. I have not had a chance to try uh, some of my rare <laughs> few tracks they have that are mixed for uh, for for uh, Adobe Atmos yet. Um, but I'll look forward to that. I tried I tried something that I thought was mixed for it, but it hasn't didn't work. At least I couldn't hear any sort of a difference to it, so I don't know what's gonna work. Um, and also don't, don't feel as though if you don't have a pixel phone, uh, eh, don't feel as though you're missing out on, on a whole lot. I still, my, uh, the, the jury in my head is still out on spatial audio, whether it's something that really does enhance the, the experience of watching a movie or listening to music or whether it's like 3d TV was like 10 years ago where it's a gimmick. It's a trick. It's something you kind of enjoy playing with. If you visit, if you visit a friend's house and they have the 3D TV, you enjoy watching the scene from the movie that they absolutely say you must try out because it's so awesome uh, in 3D. But not something that may, would make you want to like buy new movies and buy a new player, or buy new anything in order to make this work. Also, uh, yeah, I'm just not. Sh- I'm 
just not sure if I'm if I'm watching a movie and wearing headphones. If I've got headphones on, I'm almost certainly watching it on a mobile device. And so if I turn my head, I don't necessarily want the the the, the sound audio, the sound picture to change. Uh, that's something that might work for me if I were sitting in my living room watching my 55-inch nice TV. But if I'm sitting in the living room, I probably got the real speakers in front of me and behind me. It's So I, I don't know. I think it's nice that they've got this. Uh, it's nice that they're expanding this. Uh, and I, I guess in, in, at the end of the day, if you don't care about it, don't turn the feature on. Just put go into the sound preferences, and you have to turn it on or for in order for do anything, uh, and eh, you're good for it. But it's, it's there's a little bit of an arms race between uh, Apple and uh, and Google to make sure that their phones are really good media devices and really good entertainment devices. And there's definitely a sort of me too sort of thing going on where if you've got if Apple is really really trying to bank itself on spatial audio, it. Uh, they, they, they're, they're going to make Google look like a bunch of punks if Android doesn't support it at all, particularly in their own flagship phone. Well, that's the end of the, the news docket. I did want to, we have a little bit of time left. I did want to mention something now, uh, when I knew that I was going to do a solo, obviously I've got a couple pages of notes of things I want to talk about. And I thought, Oh, what, what's, what's the number of this is episode three ninety three? So what does three ninety three signify? Like, is there like 393? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> does a pound of, does a pound of mice, uh, uh, contain 393 mice, so, something interesting to, to start off the show with. So, of course, did a, 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 a Google search for 393, and I get all kinds of search results. Like the first 20 search results were about angel, something called angel numbers. And at first I was really excited because I thought, oh, wow, there's some sort of a mathematical thing like, uh, uh, again, the prime numbers or, or, or perfect numbers or imaginary numbers. Oh, so 393, it has some sort of interesting mathematical uh, quirk about it that, can, that I, can, I, I might be able to talk about. No, it is the exact opposite of math and science. It is hoo-ha. It is woo-woo. It is ridiculous uh, spirituality, <laughs> magical, like, con man sort of thinking so it is a form of numerology where like you're you're walking around and of course when you're walking around there are street signs there are numbers on houses there are license plates there are all kinds of you know, characters and digits all around you but you know some numbers sort of leap out at you for some reason so angel numbers are all about wow there's a must be a reason why uh the the the, the number uh, building number 393 on this street like that number really really like got your attention it's an angel trying to get your attention and tell you something and so you're supposed to buy a book or something and look up what number 393 means it'll tell you which angel was trying to talk to you and what this angel represents and oh my god it is the most ridiculous and humongously funny thing i've ever seen in my life uh so of course i'm i'm going to give you the whole cold quotation here uh sacred uh, this the, here is what angel number 393 is all about uh, according to no less a source than sacred scribes angel numbers dot blogspot dot com Angel number 393 is a compilation of the energies of number three and the vibrations of number nine, with number three appearing twice, which doubles its influences. Number three resonates with self-expression and communication, optimism and enthusiasm, skills and talents, friendliness and sociability, growth, expansion, 
and the principles of increase, manifesting and manifestation. Number three also carries the vibrations of the ascended masters. Number nine brings its energies of leading and teaching by positive example, light workers and light working, philanthropy and humanitarianism, spiritual enlightenment and spiritual awakening, problem solving, generosity and benevolence, endings and conclusions. Number nine also relates to the universal spiritual laws. Number 393 carries a humanitarian vibration. And your angels ask that you look to how you are able to be a service to humanity through serving your life purpose. Oh, my goodness. That was, I mean, I have attention deficit disorder, attention deficit disorder. I think this three, this angel 393 person kicks up to a new level. It's not a very focused angel. It's not the, the angel that says that, hey, ditch work, get some exercise. Or, yeah, you know what? Things are going to be okay. Or actually, you know what? Do worry about that because that'll help you out in the long run. See, not, what is this? all these, what are universal spiritual laws? I mean, these, they're highlighted. It's a link to something. Ascended Masters also highlighted. It's a link to something. There's no way I'm going to click on that link. But yeah, there's, there, uh, yeah, I'd be concerned. <laughs> I, there, there are times when I, I have to admit that I'm, I am the sort of person that I say, ooh, three nine three. It's a, it's a palindrome number. Uh, th- three times three is nine. Isn't that interesting? But that's more like, you know, when like the rhythm of a song sort of gets your hands clapping like that. That's, that's what I get out of the patterns. That's kind of cool. But and I, and I would find out if I would have been pleased if I went on Wikipedia or far, far nerdier version of Wikipedia, found out that 393 is actually the, the, the smallest number that is a product of a prime number and double a prime number minus one. Wow. Interesting. Useless information, but interesting. But yeah, I, I will defend being interested in mathematical trivia like that. I don't want. I'm, I'm almost feeling guilty for even introducing you to the concept of angel numbers. There's, I'm, I'm sure there's a convention somewhere, some Ramada in conference room that you can spend three hundred dollars to go to and meet. You can cosplay as your favorite. Ooh, I'm I'm cosplaying an angel number five hundred forty one. When you get a pizza, get it with extra toppings like meats and exotic fruits. This angel. Also wants you to vacuum a little bit more and move the bed away from the wall so you can get right at those baseboards. This angel also looks three ways before crossing the street. He also looks up at God before he crosses. You know, I, it's, I could write that. That would that actually would be. Oh my goodness! I think they've got a new project. Uh, we've been talking. We started off by talking about uh, Chat GPT. I want to create my own list of angels and have Chat GPT create them for me and create my own little self-published uh, Amazon press book. And I'll probably make $80 in my first month, but it's $80 I won't have. That's like 10 burritos. So uh, it's I'll feel bad trying to uh, exploit the gullibility and the desire for truth and wisdom for, uh, for the Amazon audience. But it's really, really, it's dark out there. It's winter and someone's got to pay. And if it's going to be a gullible Amazon buyer, it's going to be that. Well, okay, let's let's wrap things up. Uh, Flo will be back next week with all kinds of goodies to talk about her experiences at uh, at CES. 
I'm sure she would like me to remind you. You can go to flowrights.tech to see what she has been writing for Gizmodo and other places. As for me, uh, hit me at Anatko on Twitter and Instagram. That's I-H-N-A-T-K-O. You can also watch and listen to my tech news roundups uh, on Boston Public Radio uh, by first affixing a dial to your web browser and then turning said dial to WGBHnews.org or to the WGBH News channel on YouTube. As always, you can help support our show and everything on the Relay FM network by becoming a member. Head on over to Relay fm slash material to sign up and gain access to special members only episodes produced by all of relays contributors including us okay well that's it for this week thanks so much for listening to us this time we hope that you'll be listening again next week until then everybody please have a happy safe and healthy seven days bye-bye